You're listening to The Reading Riot. books or what? Hello, witches and ghouls, and welcome back to the Reading Riot podcast, a podcast that's made for readers, writers, and fans of short stories. My name is Kim, an aspiring writer, podcaster, and full-time zombie and vampire enthusiast. (laughs) All right, enough of all that. Welcome back to the podcast. And you guessed it, y'all. This is the last Halloween episode (laughs) anyway I'm so excited this episode I have my friend Megan you might remember her from episode 10 and we are gonna read some awesome spooky Halloween short stories for you just wanted to give a heads up though um our short stories are definitely meant for mature audiences um, my story in particular definitely has themes of violence and domestic abuse. So I also wanted to take the opportunity to give people a heads up before they listened to our short stories with these content warnings. So if that's just not your thing, totally cool. Don't worry about listening. We'll see you next time. I also wanted to shout out the National Domestic Violence Hotline just in case you or anyone you know may need help or the resources to get some help. So definitely call the number 1-800-799-7233. Awesome. So on a more positive note, I wanted to shout out some of my favorite Halloween wrecks, just in case you guys are looking for a spooky movie or a spooky book to read, I got you. So I recently read the book, Long Live the Pumpkin Queen. It is the sequel to Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, and it was so good. It comes from the perspective of Sally and what it's like to be the new queen of Halloween town, and she's just not sure she's ready for it. And she ends up going and exploring some of those hidden doors that are in the trees for the different holidays and ends up letting out a monster. And it is her job to save everyone in Halloween Town and gain that confidence to be queen. So if you guys are looking for a new Halloween spooky read to read over the weekend, I highly recommend it. I loved it so much. The audiobook was so good. There was music and the lady who did Sally's voice really captured the characters. So if you're looking for that spooky Halloween read, go grab it. Another one of my favorite Halloween wrecks even though it's technically not a Halloween movie, it's just so spooky. And it is called Ready or Not. And it is about a girl who marries into a very wealthy, famous family. And on the night of her wedding, she has to play a game with her in-laws. And depending on the game, depends the outcome of her future. (laughs) And she happens to pick the one game you don't want to pick, and it's called Hide and Seek. And... It turns out that her in-laws have to kill her before morning 
or the entire family dies due to a curse. <laughs> so it is so good because it's just like out of the blue, what would, would you think if you were in her shoes on a wedding night? Like what? It's just so good. Love the action. I'm rooting for her the whole time. It's super creepy. So if you're looking for another Halloween movie that you haven't seen before, go watch Ready or Not. It's awesome. So without further ado, we might as well jump into it, people. So excited to bring my friend Megan on. It's always a treat to have her on the show just because we go way back uh, when I lived in Florida and it was right around the time that I decided I was going to write my first book. So, you know, it's all just a big full circle moment and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to our short stories. So, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Take it away. Connecting guest to the Reading Riot podcast. Connection complete. All right, everyone, please welcome back to the show the amazing Megan. Hello, witches and ghouls. Ooh, we love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy the Halloween episode with me. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you invited me, especially on Halloween. I love it. I love scary stuff. So I'm here for it. Oh, my gosh. Because we were hard with this. Do you remember what we had planned a couple months? Well, not even a couple months ago, like half a year ago. Yeah. We were going to go to the, um, like a hotel and record when you were visiting. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. And we were going to do a scary story. I did write a scary story, but compared to the one that I wrote now, it's actually not that scary. The one that I wrote now. (laughs) Oh, so you're, you're going to (laughs) terrify your short story is what you're saying. Well, that's the goal, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because this is Halloween weekend. It's the final hurrah. I'm so sad because Halloween is my favorite holiday, hands down. Mine too. Yeah, I went hard. And you love dressing up for Halloween. I really do. I just love dressing up in general. I would. (laughs) You do. (laughs) I would wear costumes all the time if I could. (laughs) Well, you do such a good job at creating a character. So it totally makes sense why you can bring that same creativity to your writing because you just have an imaginative mind. Thank you. Thank you. I really do. I was actually um, on TikTok the other day and um, it was like a video on how some people, you know, daydream constantly. And they're Mm -hmm. like constantly thinking, like fantasizing about things. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, no, nobody like other people don't do this and um <laughs> no not everyone <laughs> apparently not I'm just like living in my own little world most of the time so dude I yeah. I'm such a daydreamer I think that's why I already have planned out over 25 books damn but that includes some series so like multiple books yeah. single series um but yeah awesome. it's just because I just let my mind freaking go but like the problem is none of it's on paper <laughs> right, right. Yep. so my goal next year is to just go so hard and 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 write all these stories that I have that I've daydreamed about over the past I months. love it yes and sometimes there's like a disconnect like when you have something like so vivid in your mind and then you try to like put it on paper or like type it out it just doesn't happen so it's so so true because you realize the plot holes that you have in your story and you're like oh shoot I gotta actually work through this quite a bit once you get to that stage yeah yeah for sure it'll be a great exercise for you to write them all out that's awesome 
I'm really excited because like I really lean on music to daydream. So oftentimes I'm plotting stuff like when I'm driving or going on a road trip. Um, Because if I'm multitasking, the ideas just flow that much easier. No, yeah, totally. It's like you're like kind of your subconscious takes a little bit of control as well. So how is writing going for you? Because I are going to school to be a traveling nurse. Like, are you still doing writing at all just in your spare time? I am. I I should be doing it more. I need to be a lot more strict myself and like force myself to write. I'm still working on my Krampus short story. Yes! I know. I put a, I put a deadline on myself to like have it done by Halloween and I absolutely did not do that. So now <laughs> it's going to be Christmas. And it'll be <laughs> fitting for it to come out during Christmas time anyway. So yeah, because I am all for this book. And right now, like monster kind of romances, hella in. This is very true. I, the more gnarly I make him, probably the uh, more popular it would be. <laughs> oh, Heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. People are going to be living for your Krampus story. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm almost done with it. So hopefully, yeah, I can get it out soon. Everyone listening, I will be sure to share that link once this story is available. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> are you doing anything fun for Halloween? I am. I'm actually uh, meeting my friend in Boston and we're going to go to Salem for a few days and hang out in Boston. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. Any like spooky tours? I hope so. Okay. We did not plan this out that well. We have not like reserved anything. And I did hear that you kind of have to in advance um, for Halloween weekend. We didn't. So uh, if we can get into a tour, that'd be great. Um, if not, I'm sure just like walking around, you know, we'll get the good spooky vibes. Oh yeah. Like, you know, because it's Salem. (laughs) So you're going to have some spooky vibes a hundred percent. I hope so. My friend who I'm meeting, she was uh, in a paranormal investigating group in Washington. Yes. She like (laughs) was like a legit little ghostbuster. And, um, (laughs) She did have quite a few paranormal experiences and saw some things and it it sounds really freaking cool. Oh my gosh. I would love to hear some of her stories. I, I, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. (laughs) How did writing your short story go? Uh, It went well. I, you know, I had the idea in my mind for quite a while. Um, and then I finally wrote it out this week. And it's funny how like you have an idea and then as you're writing it, it kind of changes a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, that's what happened. But I hope it's still good and you like it. I probably will because your badass alien story in episode 10 was so epic. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. Because <laughs> you started it out because like you were my first guest when I brought this podcast back because I totally took 2021 20, off. Um, with doing yeah. it. I'm just like, you totally launched it off. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Do you want to read our short stories? Yes, I do. Would you like to go first or second? No, I will go first because I know your voice acting is on another level. So I do not want to have to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go first. <laughs> All right. The prompt is, the legends were true. The creature from my nightmares was real. Yes. All right. Why, hello there, and welcome. (laughs) You're listening to Halloween Short Stories with Kim Ryan. Enjoy, witches. 
The legends were true. The creature from my nightmares was real. Standing on two legs, it towered over me at six feet tall. The vaguely human face was distorted by shadow and long shaggy hair. The beast opened its maw and howled, drool flying from its fanged mouth. My heart skipped a beat as the hair on the back of my neck stood on end. It took a step towards me and I turned away, ready to bolt. This is lame, my friend Troy says in disgust. The mask looks like it's from Wish. A few girls walking by giggle nervously. Yeah, this haunted forest sucks, Frankie says, walking off towards the marked path between the trees. Well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I totally jumped a few times. Remember when the guy with the axe chased Frankie? He looked like he was about to shit his pants. What did you think, Tyler? Cherie gave my hand a squeeze as she asked me. She could probably tell I was freaked by the overzealous wolfman. I looked at her and smiled. The flashing lights placed in the tops of the trees lit up her dark hair and eyes. My heart starts skipping again, but not from fear. Yeah, I thought it was all right, I say, attempting to sound nonchalant. If you guys are looking to really get scared, I know of a place. It's not too far from here, a voice says from behind us. We turn collectively and see a boy standing in the middle of the trail. He looks to be about our age, around 15 or 16. He strolls up to us with a smirk on his face. Yeah, I haven't heard of any haunted houses near here, Troy says. That's because it's not a cheesy haunted house or trail like this one. It's not a place. It's a what? The boy replies coldly. How very vague of you, Cherie says, letting go of my hand across her arms over her body. What do you mean it's a what? She asks. The boy smiles and walks over to her. Legend says there's a creature out in these woods. It used to be a man, a witch, actually. But he did something so evil, he turned into something else. Now he stalks the forest, not a man nor an animal, but something in between, and kills anyone he comes across so he can take their skin. Frankie scoffs. <laughs> That's such bullshit. Why does he skin people? Cherie asks, getting into the story. The boy shrugs. Some say he tries to turn himself back to human with his skins. Others say he just likes the thrill of the kill. I've heard some pretty fucked up things. You don't want to know what it does with the dead bodies of girls. He slowly looks Cherie up and down. I put an arm around her, steering her away from him. Yeah, I don't think so, I say. I'm going to have to pass too, freak, Frankie says. And the rest follow us, leaving the boy behind. Be safe getting out of here. Whatever you do, don't whistle while you're in the forest, he called behind us. Frankie and Troy bust out laughing. <laughs> what a weirdo. Don't whistle. What the hell is he talking about? Do you think he was a volunteer working or something, trying to scare us? Cherie wonders aloud. Whoever he was, I didn't like the way he looked at her. I tightened my arm around her and walked down the trail back to our cars. After a few minutes of walking, I realized the only light is from the main trail about a mile back. And it just keeps getting darker the further we walk. Isn't this the way back to the parking lot? I thought I saw a sign, but I don't see anyone else around, I say, stopping and turning around to look at the others. Troy shrugs. Don't look at me, I was following you guys. This trail just keeps going, and it's nearly pitch black up ahead. This can't be right. Let's go back, I say. Troy groans and turns around. We'll be okay, guys, as long as we don't whistle. Frankie jokes. Troy laughs. I wonder what kind of whistle attracts the preacher. Do you think he prefers a one note or a jaunty little tune? 
Don't, Cherie says. Aw, are you scared of the big bad witch, Cherie? Troy mocks. Frankie lets out a shrill whistle that echoes throughout the trees. Damn it, Frankie, Cherie yells. Oops, Frankie slaps his hand over his mouth. Couldn't help it. Wait, where the hell are we? I shout over them. Where's the main trail? Troy stopped laughing and looked around. I swear I was walking towards it. Now the lights are gone. I can't even hear anyone, can you? His expression went from mirth to alarm. I break into a cold sweat, nearly dizzy from disorientation. Cherie grips me tight. I can feel her body shake in fear. What the hell is happening? It keeps getting darker, she whispers shakily. She's right. By the time I fish out my phone from my pocket, we are in pitch darkness. I fumble for the flashlight setting, turning it on. I hold my phone out and scan over Cherie and Frankie's frightened faces, then stop on Troy, facing us. Troy begins to go for his phone when something big leaps out of the woods and tackles him. Troy! I yell and run after him. But him and his attacker are gone. Was that a fucking wolf? Frankie screamed. I shine my light in the direction I saw Troy go and see nothing but gently swaying shrubs in the distance. That thing was too big to be a wolf, Cherie says, her eyes wide in shock. I yell out his name again. All I hear is loud grunting and rustling leaves in the distance. Then a high-pitched shriek that cuts off abruptly. Oh my god, that sound. That was Troy. Cherie stumbles over, tears running down her face. He sounded like a dying animal. My stomach flipped over. She's right. That was Troy screaming, and he sounded terrified. Let's get the fuck out of here, I say. Help! Did you hear that? Troy! Frankie calls out. Help! The call sounds again. That doesn't sound like him, Cherie says, her face drained of color. Help! The voice sounded again. Each time it cried out, it seemed to get a little closer. No, he's hurt. We have to help him, Frankie cries. He takes a step towards the edge of the trail, and Shree grabs his arm. Frankie, that is not Troy, she whispers. The cries for help in, leaving the forest in dead silence, except for our ragged breathing. I shine the light on Shree, and my heart wrenches at the look of horror on her face. I turn the light on Frankie and nearly drop my phone. I look past Frankie's frightened face and out of the corner of my eye see something lurking in the darkness between the trees, just outside of the range of light. The figure is massive, nearly eight feet tall, with eyes that glowed. I keep my eyes straight forward, not wanting to look at it fully. I stand frozen in place. Cherie's breath hitches. There's something out there, she says. Don't look at it. I don't know why I say it, why I think not looking directly at it will save us. It's staring at me. I can barely make out her words. A twig snaps and I find myself suddenly able to move. I take Cherie's hand and run towards where I think the main trail is. A loud crash sounds behind us and then Frankie cries out in agony. I hear a crunch and something like wet fabric tearing. We keep running and Frankie screams eventually quiet to a low mewling. All I can see are flashes of the dirt trail and forest around me. I'm going to puke, Shree gasps and falls down. Her hand is ripped from mine. I turn around, frantically searching for her with a flashlight. The light finally lands on her feet. She's further back in the trail than where she should be. I lift the light up. She's standing still. Her arms hang limply by her side. Her face is blank. I'm over here, Tyler, she says in a strained voice. Shree, what are you doing? We have to go, I urge. Come over here, Tyler, she says again, not moving a muscle. The hair on my body stands at attention. I look more closely at her. Her entire body is rigid, unmoving. Her face is stoic, yet her eyes convey pure panic. 
Almost against my will, I lift the light higher, past her head. Standing directly behind her is a true living nightmare. Its limbs are twisted and long, its knees bent the wrong way despite its humanoid appearance. It has the head of something that looks like it was frozen during a transformation between beast and man. Its muzzle is off-centered and its lower jaw gapes wider than it should as if it's broken. Its body is devoid of fur and instead has mottled gray skin. It appeared to be wearing a cloak across its shoulders. I take a closer look and realize it's the bloody skins of my friends trailing down the creature's body in ragged pieces. Its arm moves forward and Shree stumbles into me. I realize then it had its claws buried in her back, somehow speaking through her like a puppet. She falls forward and I glimpse white spine glistening through her shredded clothing. Oh God, no, Shree. I choke out in terror. Shree mumbles something weakly. I lower my head to hear her last words. Told me what it was going to do to me. Don't leave my body here. Please, Tyler. She collapses at my feet. The monster steps towards me, and I reel backwards, my flashlight shining directly into its eyes. It falls back with a shriek that sounded distinctly like Troy and Frankie's screams. I run away blindly and immediately stumble onto a trail with bright lights. I can suddenly see more of my surroundings. The trail is alive with people and kids shouting in mock fear and laughing playfully. I'm somehow back on the haunted trail as if I stumbled through an invisible barrier separating this world from the nightmare I just left. I collapse, my thoughts on Shree and the friends I'll never see again. The end. Ah! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that was so crazy! That was so dark! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that, w- that was freaky. You think so? Yeah. Yes! I feel so bad. All our friends died. Yep, all the friends died. Oh, my God. But that was, what inspired this, like, in collector? <laughs> Your story. <Yeah. laughs> so, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You got it. You got to let me in on this. What, what exactly? Well, I know the last episode you were talking, um about you guys are talking about um horror tiktok and it's so true you stumble upon it and it's so freaky um yeah and i have a mix of horror slash native tiktok on my um for you page yeah so um i'm getting like a lot of like skinwalker stuff (gasps) oh yeah that's true and this and the tiktoks are like so freaky like You'll hear, um, you know, you'll see like someone walking down the road and you'll hear a scream out in the woods and it sounds kind of human, but you can't really tell. And they say, you know, don't go after it. Don't try to help it. It's a skinwalker and it's, you know, trying to attract you. Um, <gasps> to get oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's scary i get like creeped out with the tiktoks and i'm like this would be a pretty cool uh little story oh my gosh it so was i was so intrigued and i loved how it started out with like them being like oh this is stupid and then they end up stumbling onto something so terrifying (laughs) that's like the perfect horror movie yeah so i kind of like wanted to mix it with like you know like classic teen slasher where they all pretty much die (laughs) (laughs) it's always it always ends with the lone person and they either make it it almost seems like they're gonna make it 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was really debating on whether, whether to kill him or not, but yeah, I figured oh. he, can, he can live. <laughs> Poor Tyler though. Like that would be traumatic. <laughs> it definitely would be. And he left Cherie too. Like, I know what the heck, man. <laughs> he specifically said, <laughs> well, you know what that, it really comes down to when you're in these moments, both like in real life and in these horror movies, the type of person that flees or fights. Yeah, for sure. And Tyler was, he fled. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would flee too, I think. There's no, uh, I was looking it up and there's really um, no way to defeat them if, unless you have silver and he didn't have silver on him, so. Really? Silver is the like a vampire or a werewolf? It's it's like the kryptonite? That's like what some sources said. Others said that, you know, there's no way really to repel them. Um, and then others say that they're sensitive to light um because they have you know the eyes of an animal so if you like shine bright light in their faces then you know it could stun them or whatever (laughs) i'm all like i'm all like (laughs) (laughs) heebie-jeebies i know reading up on them it's um it's pretty creepy and um yeah name americans they do they take it really seriously yeah because isn't that kind of where the folklore originates Yes. Yeah, it is native. Um, what I was reading about um, was a Navajo um, mythology. No, I guess it's not really mythology, though, because they do believe in it. Um, yeah, like today. They, yeah, it, they're um, witches who typically they kill a sibling um, in order to do this ritual where to make them so that they can change skins and become an animal. Oh, and Wow. Yeah, and they're always evil. Um, they do really gnarly things. Oh, my God. Yeah, very, very dark stuff. Oh, my gosh. Mine's dark, but there's no skin stripping in my story. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But it also takes place in the woods, so. Yes, I love it. I guess all classic horror movies end up in a forest somehow. Right? A dark forest is just a... Uh... Another it's one of clutch. Those it's clutch. Yeah. <laughs> Another spooky short story coming your way. The legends were true. The creature from my nightmares was real. Only it wasn't some monster lurking under my bed. No, these legends were based on the stories of all the women that came before me. The ones who spoke of a creature so terrible, you wouldn't believe they were actually human. Not all monsters have sharp teeth and claws. No, they actually have stable jobs, money, and the mask of a kind face. They have names like Joe, Brad, and Daniel. The one and only trait they all share is a deep and merciless anger. An anger that can only be pacified with a closed fist and a soft cheek. That's the monster that hunts me now, and his name is Caden. Avery, get over here! He yells from our campsite. My heart hammers in my chest as I crouch behind a fallen tree. Happening to fall on Halloween... Caden wanted to do something special for our one-year anniversary. He thought up grand ideas about traveling to the far reaches of the earth. What I knew is that if we did, I'd never make it back home. 
After the blissful three months of our relationship, Caden turned from man to beast. All it took was embarrassing him at a work dinner. I didn't mean to spill the wine over his priceless suit, just the mistake of slipping my arm. That one accident led to the outcome I never saw coming. The vicious slap in the parking garage turned the tides, and my love for him was swept out to sea. Hitting became our new love language. Slapping became the new kiss. Punching became the new hug. And kicking was our new form of intimacy. For months now, I've needed to find an escape, and this anniversary became that opportunity. So I requested to go camping this Halloween. To my surprise, Caden agreed. Being that Caden quit getting to know me, he lacks the knowledge of my upbringing. My father and I camped every weekend growing up. I can fish, light a fire, and make an impromptu shelter. Little did he know, this trip was part of my plan to escape him forever. I packed an extra bag with supplies to slip out in the middle of the night when he was sleeping. I planned my trail, leading to the nearest small town, a rental car parked and waiting to take me to my new life, far, far, far away from him. Everything was going according to plan, until he found that hidden pack I placed behind a nearby boulder. I didn't have time to grab a single thing in my tent before he launched himself at my throat. My slick sleeping bag sabotaged his footing and I made it into the dense trees. I said, get over here, Avery, he snaps. The beam of his flashlight scans the forest and I duck my head from view. Even from this distance, I can sense his boiling temper. He can't stand that I'm not obeying his every command. I made Caden think I was an obedient dog to lull him into believing I'd never run. That facade is gone now. The Avery that was strong, brave, and resilient never swayed, merely hid from sight, biding her time, waiting to strike like a poised snake. I may not have the strength of his fist or his financial means, but something better, smarts. A bump in my pocket pulls my attention. With satisfactory delight, I realize it's Caden's keys. I almost scream with joy remembering I had stuffed them into my pocket after they fell out of his jacket. Without his keys, the city boy Caden is stranded without any clue of getting out. Took us two hours to hike to this overlook, with me leading the way. Caden turns and begins searching for me in the brush. I move in the opposite direction as quiet as the falling night, with only the full moon lighting my way. I nearly make a clean getaway when a branch snaps under my boot, camouflaged under a cluster of fallen leaves. Caden whirls in my direction, the condemning flashlight beaming down on me. Avery! He sprints for me and I head south, running with all my might. If I can make it to the trail before he does, I might still have a chance. The fall's chill does nothing to cool the sheer terror heating my skin. If Caden catches me, I'll be dead before morning. A distant howl echoes through the trees and I pay the predator no mind. There's already one on my tail, and he's worse than any wolf. The forest ranger warned us of their presence. Little did he know, there are worse creatures to be afraid of. I'd rather be torn apart by hungry teeth than at the hand of the beast I call my boyfriend. My breath is rattled as I try to watch my every step, but even being a seasoned camper, I stumble on a protruding rock and roll down a hillside. 
Roots and an even earth batter my bones. The familiar shooting pain aches in my ribs. I slide to a stop and try to push myself up. It's hard to breathe. I must have cracked a rib or two. Get up, Avery, get up, I tell myself. I wheeze, getting to my feet, only to be greeted with a fist to my mouth. I fly back and slam into a tree. My bruised body screams well acquainted with pain. Caden stands above me, looking smug. So what was the plan, Avery? You think you'd just ditch me in the woods? The coppery tang of blood wets my lips, but I don't bite back my retort. Yes. He looks taken aback with my forward tone and slaps me in return. Darling, it seems it's time for you to learn another lesson. He takes my chin between his fingers. A good woman listens to her partner. You're mine. So you do as I say, and that is that. I spit in his face, my blood now gleaming on his skin. I'm not yours, I declare as my fingers slip into my pocket. Not anymore. With a clean swing, I rake Caden's keys across his cheek. He cries out, clutching his face. I scramble to my feet, running as fast as my legs will carry me. Another howl sounds in the forest, this time closer than before. Avery! Caden calls. Stop! His demand only fuels more adrenaline into my blood, stifling the burning pain. A full moon glows from above as I stumble upon a cave, framed with gnarled roots from a towering tree. I hide inside, quieting my breath. Caden runs by, the cave going unnoticed. The sounds of his stomping feet and yelling fade, and I release a sigh of relief. I close my eyes and hide from the nightmare I desperately want to leave behind. The feeling is short-lived, with a terrifying growl pulling me back to the present. A pair of golden eyes stare at me from the entrance of the cave, but they don't belong to any wolf I've ever seen. A long black snout with razor-sharp teeth is bared. Its body is huge, looking more human than wolf. Its inky fur stands on its back, and I realize it's from surprise. It didn't expect a battered girl like me to be hiding in its den. With no weapons to fight back, I am forced to yield to the creature. I'm sorry, I whisper. I mean you no harm. The creature tilts its head as if it understands me. So I go on. I, I only need a place to hide. Its snarling maw relaxes and it approaches curiously sniffing my clothes. I freeze, letting the beast inspect me. Its nose lifts to my bloody lips and releases a huff. With its close proximity, I notice an old wound healing on its chest. A wound only a blade could make. Someone hurt me, like someone did to you. It glances at its chest and lets out a small whimper in reply. Can I stay till morning? I ask, astonished I'm having a full-on conversation with this creature. It bows its head and stalks back off into the trees. I'm so scared, I don't move. What was that thing? Avery! My name cuts through my racing thoughts. I close my eyes and pray to anyone who will listen. Please... I whisper to the dark, help me. I lean back against the entrance of the cave, crunching leaves sounding with Caden's approach. Suddenly it goes quiet, and I hold my breath. 
Then a shadow stands before me. There you are. He grabs me by the collar, pulling me out of the cave. I hit his hands, trying to free myself from his grasp. He knocks them aside, taking me by the throat, my toes hovering just above the ground. You ungrateful little brat. After everything I've done for you, this is how you repay me? His hold tightens, cutting off my air. Caden, please. He grins as I try to fight, knowing he's already won. This is how I'm going to die. Strangled in the woods on Halloween. Too late, he states as black dots cloud my vision. Before I fade away from this world, a roar sounds from behind us. Caden turns to find the creature from the cave, behind us on its hind legs. It swipes its clawed paw across Caden's back. Caden screams, letting me fall to the ground. I gasp, sucking down glorious mouthfuls of air. The beast protectively stands in front of me as Caden pulls a gun from inside his jacket. He aims it at the creature and the beast strikes before Caden has time to pull the trigger. I turn away, hiding my face with my hands. With the sound of a clean snap, Caden's cries cease. I find him unmoving on the ground, the true monster slain, never to hurt another woman again. The morning light starts to weave through the dense trees, bathing the creature in a glowing light. Shimmering smoke swirls around it, disappearing to reveal a man in its wake. He kneels on the ground, wearing worn clothes covered in holes and dirt. Without thinking, I rush to him, not sure what to do or what to say. The man lifts his head to reveal gold-colored eyes. He lifts his hands and caresses my bruised cheek. Are you all right? He asks with a voice smooth as silk. Yes, I say with a breathless gasp. But who are you? No one. The man smiles, revealing pointed canines. Just a cursed werewolf who found a beautiful girl on Halloween. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Damn! Okay, first off, that was dark as um, and then it went into I'm like is she writing a smut story <laughs> I'm like are they are they about to f- in the cavern <laughs> thank I really you I was I yes. didn't know how to end it because like I'm already at I think like 1700 words and I'm like I can't keep going I think I would have expanded <laughs> on the explanation but I was like I guess I'm gonna just leave it right here no yeah that was perfect and that was that's exactly the same length as my story too 1700 we're so insane right we just are that good <laughs> <laughs> yeah I liked it and I like like um you know, you were showing the similarities between um, the abuser, Caden, and where you know, and werewolves. Like you're mentioning him, like being a beast and coming at her throat and stuff. And it was very like I wasn't sure if he he was going to be the werewolf in the story or not. Oh yeah, because it could have been. It could have been. Yeah, but, but he pretty much was. You know, like he shows like the beast and man and the violence that you know men are capable of. Yeah, you know, I because it, I wanted, I didn't want to jump right into the werewolf side. I think, um, instead of the werewolf being the bad guy, I wanted him to be the good guy, so I made her boyfriend the jerk. 
Yes. I like that. And it's real, you know, like it's a real horror story that happens to a lot of women. <laughs> no, I know. It's like, you know, you think about like, you know, regular monsters walk among us, like with serial killers and just, you know, they, they, they don't have the same empathy. They're just, their brains are completely wired different. And so it's, mm-hmm. you know, they could be walking around us and we have no idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, Megan, this was so much fun. Yay, it was. I had so much fun. Thank you so much again for inviting me. Of course. And happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our last Halloween-themed episode. Cue ghost whales. (laughs) 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 That's so good. Catch you later.